Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome to yet another episode of Unmuted 35. I don't know why I don't know what it is about increments of five. I just really like the you know the the thirty the twenty five thirty thirty five. It just it uh, there's something about those numbers that um, that always gets me. Um, how are you guys doing? Uh, thank you for to the tribe for hanging out. Uh, Judy's in the house. Sahar's in the house. Ahmed Munir safe. Al Tamimi Roxanne. That's the um, the the Discord tribe right there. Uh, the notification squad that comes out uh, bright and early for for these episodes. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, for those of you that are new here, my name is Adnan, and on the show, we talk about motivation, inspiration, and all things creative with a bunch of interesting people from around the world, and that includes you. If you're new here, you'll see that uh, the tribe comes out and comments any questions you have, anything you want to say, uh, my guest and I will respond to uh, as many of them as possible during the episode. Um, before we jump into things, I want to take a second to thank uh, the patrons they're the ones supporting the show. Uh, they're, they're the ones making it happen. All these names up here. And uh, I want to name drop a few of these guys. Khalid, Dana, Jamal, Ahmed, Liz, and Tammy. These are the guys that unlocked the beast mode over on Patreon. They're the ones um, that, are, uh, that, are, that are beasts. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> we just called it beast mode. I don't know why. But um, each and every single one of these guys... Uh, is uh, is contributing as as much as they can in any way they can and if you're interested in something like that there's a link in the description of this video uh, check out the different options and stuff like that and if that's not your thing um, a like and a share go a long way for an internet show so uh, so give this video a share uh, it'll it'll mean a lot we'll get more people into the tribe and uh, and have uh, weirder and bigger personal conversations uh, with each other um, before uh, what else is there? No, I said everything. Um, we're going to get uh, my guest in here. My guest is Ahmed Sharif. He's, um, he's a film director, film producer uh, from Doha, Qatar. He's also uh, one of my oldest friends of all time. And he, he is old, but like I've known him for a long time too. Uh, he's, uh, he's someone I grew up with in Doha, Qatar when I was living there, when I was in middle school. Uh, we both... Uh, moved to the UAE at different times, but um, we uh, we started making videos together and stuff. And uh, I just wanted to catch up with him. I want to introduce you to him. He has a new film coming out, a bunch of cool shit. So um, yeah, let's get him in here. Hit the intro. Ahmed, welcome to the show. So old, so old. It's not even funny. Wait, you were muted. Older than you and you, you, you have to say that again. Same time. Your entire so, intro was. Go ahead. Uh, no, no. You, you, they, uh, I have to say you were muted in the beginning of that, um, because uh, because there was a there was a confusion with the uh, the Doha Dubai timing uh, just before we started rolling. What are you talking about? I'm here on time. Khal Tamimi, yeah, he's muted. Um, j- just so I am clear why it's it's a little bit later than usual. Uh, so I text uh, Ahmed because before the show, we just kind of meet five minutes before. And and uh, I say, yo, you're ready in 10 minutes? I was like, yeah, sure. Wait, 9 p.m. Dubai time? <laughs> <laughs> so um, hey, man. It's an we're, do- mistake. we're doing Lots the... Of people uh, make that mistake. <laughs> We're doing the the vocal, the mic, and the video check live. So can you just give me some test? 
Are you talking to me? Yes. Uh, you're you're the one I talked to on this show. Test, test, test. <laughs> testing, testing. But testes and syphilis. And I'm just going to fix this video over here. Cool. All right. There we go. If uh, if you guys can hear us okay, if you guys can see us okay, uh, give us a thumbs up or, or let us know in the comments. Um, it's... Um, it's uh it's always good to know um because because uh, as you know it's unmuted i'll explain to you what unmuted came from ahmed but um we always start this thing the same way uh, i gave you a bit of a botched intro before the intro but in your own words introduce yourself to the people that might not know you in the tribe you really put me on the spot uh my name's ahmed sharif i'm a film director uh, slash producer uh, I have a, I have a film coming out. Uh, pretty much what, pretty much what you said. Uh, it wasn't that botched. It was fine. Uh, I have other things that I do as well. I also uh, have a uh, web show, web show because it's not really like done yet or it's not really out yet. Um, yeah, and um, full time dad, and uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I like fishing. I like that. I like that you re- literally threw that at the end. I like fishing. Yeah, I just had, yeah. <clears throat> Judy That's says much uh, audio video is great. Ahmed Munir says it's all good. A great T-shirt choice, Ahmed, uh, from Thank Ahmed you. Munir in the comments. Represent um, the local scene. Akhal Tamimi say says uh, seeing you two on the same screen brings back some memories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna be talking a bit about that, but um, uh, I wanted to start from like. <laughs> from actually meeting the first time because I think I was I was 13 you might have been like 38 I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe I don't know I don't keep track no, of how, wh- when did we uh, meet uh, we were I was we, met, we were like 13 14 right far? you want to roll it back that far okay we'll roll it back we met I think we were in middle school yeah, yeah we were like I was 14 you must have been 13 uh, I don't know, but uh, it was a very uh, interesting circumstances how we met. I don't know if, if you want to tell the story or should I tell or shall we? Oh, the fight. And... Yeah. The fight. Yeah. Um, the fight. No, you, you, you tell the story. The guests, the guests tell the story. I'll, I'll tell it from my side and then you can, you can uh, <laughs> jump in whenever you feel like there's something right. missing. But I remember we used to see each other at, around here and there right like we used to see each other in malls and stuff and we always had uh, mutual friends but then one one night i got i got a call from uh my nephew uh who's like there's this dude uh, there's this group of guys and they're fighting and they want to fight me please can you come help basically he's calling me for backup okay and uh, i was with a bunch of friends i was like come on guys let's go let's go let's go do it you know we were like 14 you know it's just like Let's go and uh, let's go and uh, give back up to my nephew Faza, as we used to call it back in the day. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say there, there's a there's an actual word in Arabic uh, language, yeah. um, a slang word for those of you that don't speak Arabic, but a slang word that is the process of calling someone to come back you up in a fight. Yo, Abu yeah. Nasrallah is in the house. What is up, my dude? Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, yes. so he so he called up his Faza, which was obviously me. And I was with a group of guys, and at that time it was cool to like go fight. So we're like, okay, let's go. So we hopped into a cab. <laughs> so you know, ghetto, you know, so so gangster. And we came to the to the compound, which is actually where I used to live. 
So it was actually kind of weird because like, oh, there's a fight. Come help me. I'm in your compound. Okay, fine. So I went to the compound. And I remember we got there and then we saw you and a group of other guys standing there. And we came and we shook everyone's hands. And then we stood there like talking. And I remember th- I, what I remember is, is like, there was a few guys there. The, the Alamis were there and a few other guys were there. And I was just like, yeah, we're here to we're here to fight this guy. He was, you know, he was picking on my nephew and stuff. I'm an, and then my nephew was standing right there. And, I, and then you were like, oh, yeah, really? Okay, cool. Let's do it. Or someone was like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll help you out. We'll, we'll dump in with you. <laughs> cool. My nephew, my nephew comes in. He's like, there he is. And he points directly at your group. <laughs> and we just, I remember just standing there in awkward silence for a while thinking like, what's just, what's going on? I'm not going to fight these guys. I know these guys. And uh, that was it. And then we just hung out that night. That's what I remember. So it, it was it it was awkward from the get go. I didn't realize uh, our entire uh, kind of relationship going forward has been awkward as well. Yeah, well, we made that guy in head. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that 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 um, as a as a intro, uh, we uh, we kind of met in these weird awkward circumstances, and we don't condone. Uh, like kids fighting but th- we were in in a th- one of the smallest countries in the world 15 20 years ago with very little to do i mean we used to for fun we would hang out at a mall that's how little to do there was um yeah this so is yeah. like 2001 right at least yeah 2001 2002 something like that long time ago so <laughs> yeah. forget about being uh you know delinquents anyway <laughs> delinquents but yeah, yeah. Uh, Abud, Abud Nasr was saying so awkward it was it really was um, and then uh, then we can we grew up together there in Doha Qatar and um, uh, we we uh, separated around college time I went to Jordan you came straight to Dubai yeah and, I uh, think uh, yeah I think yeah you went no didn't you go to Kuwait first I never went to Kuwait you didn't go to Kuwait, okay? Or you were planning to go? I distinctly remember uh, a scene in your in your bedroom where you were on the phone with your dad, and your dad's like, "Okay, so you're going to Kuwait for uni?" And you're like, "Yeah, okay, cool." And then you hung up, and you're like, "Yeah, guys, I'm going to Kuwait for uni." <laughs> and I was like, I, "I can't believe you remember okay. that." That you know why that, that happened? Kind of, it's a it was a very, it's a very vivid memory because I remember that because I don't know we were just I was laying on your bed as I normally did when I went to your house. And, you fell, uh, you fell asleep in my room all the time. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And Michael was there, with Dagar, and yeah. a few, maybe one more guy. I don't, maybe I, I don't know. Ali Hatit. Shout out to to, to our, our, our our high school peoples. <laughs> yeah, and you, I remember that so distinctly. And uh, you saying that I'm going to Kuwait, guys, and oh, cool, I'll come visit you. You know, it's just like one of those. Uh, I think then, like a few weeks later, you went to Jordan. So. Yeah. So what happened was. Um, I I shout out to uh, to Serge in the comments. He says, "Hey man, it's been a while." Uh, Jamal Lingawi is in the house. Uh, yo, how's it going, you guys? What is up, Big J? Uh, Judy saying, "My team did that in Dubai hey, often, hey. Uh, like in May of last year." What was that last one? Uh, Judy Garland saying, "My team did that in Dubai often, like in May of last year." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, the the reason I thought I was going to uh, to Kuwait was because I really wanted to get out of uh, Doha, Qatar. I really wanted to like jet. It was it was a very small place. We couldn't really do a lot. Um, yeah, at that, at that time there was like yeah, it was nothing, man. There was nothing for us. Like yeah, our yeah, generation, yeah. Didn't have anything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it, it was it was it's 
completely different now but it, back then mm. it was uh, it was very very desolate um mm. and uh, i applied to a bunch of universities and uh i i was like whatever happens the first one that accepts me i'll just go there as long as it's out of the out of the country and i think yeah. uh, american university of kuwait was the first one to accept and i was like yes i'm going to kuwait خلاص whatever happens and then in that same like week uh the new york institute of technology in jordan accepted me i'm like okay fuck that i'm going to jordan that's much better jordan <laughs> yeah yeah i remember that that was uh, i remember that that time when you left uh just kind of like it got even more depressing just like okay well, i just lost another friend because at that time is when is when all these guys were like just leaving going off to uni and stuff was yeah. uh, it was like 2004 or something 2005 i don't know yeah. um exactly yeah around that time five six anyway um so it was around that time everyone was like th- like people were disappearing left and right some going to canada states uh, dubai uh, jordan whatever and because uh, i waited a year before i went off to uni so i was just, like a year for, for a year just like alone <laughs> like no friends like shit so i remember that that was a interesting time <laughs> there's yeah. this weird like third culture kid uh, upbringing that we had third culture kid mm-hmm. in general is like a, a, a weird thing to to wrap your head around as a teenager but having mm-hmm. third culture kid in- english speaking arab kids from different backgrounds grow up in doha qatar like that you can't you can't relive you can't remake those experiences anywhere else mm-hmm in the world mm. especially 20 years ago Doha Qatar 20 years ago where nothing existed it, it was, yeah it was definitely a unique uh, experience <laughs> for us remember KB's <laughs> KB's the, there was that was a pool hall the pool hall yes but that was like where everything happened you know so like literally everyone would go there on a weekend because there's nowhere else to to go really and everyone just went there Anyway, all these things are coming back to me now as we're talking. Uh, Jamal, uh, Jamal in the comments is saying we need to hang out at KB's again. And he also asks Ahmed Sharif, been ages, man. How's life? Uh, uh, Big J, I'm good, man. I'm good. I uh, haven't seen this guy in years, man. Hope he's doing fine. Hope he's doing good, man. Uh, yeah, I'm around in Doha. Obviously, when all this uh, craziness is done, let's hook up. Well, uh, uh, yeah, man, Big J, Big J is one of those guys that's uh, that's been around but like 20 years i've known i've known big j we were we were in a like a little crew remember with him and a few other guys <laughs> and we'd go, it, was, it was fun it was fun man we had little clicks here and there it was uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some uh, cafe oh dude that's i how, actually <laughs> i tell the story all the time because because remember guys especially the the tribe in the comments uh they know the story of I used to go with my friends to the internet cafe, play Counter-Strike, and they used to sit me in the middle because you guys know I would always die first. So you guys could use my screen to be like to to seek out the other team. And I I complain because I'm still scarred by that. I'm still scarred by that. (laughs) And I've complained about it on the podcast. You know, the fact that we had to go to an internet cafe and install uh, install Counter-Strike ourselves. Like, they weren't installed on the computers. Yeah. We had to go there, a bunch of us, like, whatever, like, 15, 10, 15 of us, install, each one take, take whatever, the CD, install it on the computers, and then sit there and play Counter-Strike and pay uh, hourly to play. That's, like, testament to our, like, DIY attitude back then for, for what we, like, what we had to do to have fun. 
because we had nothing else going on. <laughs> compounds and compound parties and you know internet cafes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, 10, uh, 10 reals per hour. Uh, Jamal's adding to the the conversation. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. And then I remember it became fifteen, and everyone got pissed off. Yeah, I'm still. Pissed off. <laughs> um, yeah. So now that we've kind of established, uh, for those that might not know that guy and had, they don't know the the, the history uh, of of you and I. We kind of painted a picture, um, a desolate, uh, desert-looking two kids hanging out picture. Um, uh, we we moved out during college. You uh, you moved to Dubai, and then I eventually ended up from Jordan in Dubai. And um, we used to meet at festivals and stuff like that. In that period of time, I'd come here for uh, for Desert Rock Festival and all that. And uh, you'd come to Jordan for for family, and we'd meet there. But um, we, I wanted to pick it up from uh, from from school from SAE, uh, which is the School of Audio Engineering, but also teaches film. Um, for those that don't know. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to pick it up from there and talk about like that guy in head and, and the videos and the vlogs and stuff like that. Um, from your perspective, uh, when, once we were both in Dubai and we were both studying film, what what happened in that period of time that just went, we're going to start making videos online? Actually, I want to take it back a bit earlier uh, and talk about how when you were in Jordan and how you used to come visit Dubai and I was there. And how I used to go to your, your family, your parents, your parents were there before you. Your parents started living there because you were still in, in college there. They yeah. moved to Dubai. Yeah. And they were there for like a year before you eventually came. So in yeah. that year, I used to go visit your parents. Your mom used to invite me over for lunch. So I used to go um, and have lunch at your parents' house. And then we would like formulate plans on how to get you to eventually move to Dubai. We were like <laughs> concocting. <laughs> We were like concocting plans and like, okay, you know, when he comes, you know, Ahmed, take him there and show him this, you know, he'll want to stay. I'm like, okay, cool. And, and, you know, you know, like, okay, give him his own room in the house. And, you know, we were like, we were like concocting ways of making you feel so comfortable so that you can say, okay, finally I'll move. I'll move here. Cause for a while you're like, no, I want to finish college. And leave me alone. And when I finish, I'll come. But then I think eventually you just like, yeah, screw it. I was, coming. um, just, just to build on that. I was a little like, um, a rebel without a cause for for most of my teenage years just anything if anyone tells me to do anything i'd go 100 percent against it and and like if you tell me turn right i will go so left that i'll probably u-turn like it, it was so for no reason for absolutely no reason um you weren't as hardcore about uh, about like uh, screw the man as i was yeah uh, but uh, but even when my parents would tell me like uh, you know <laughs> Your parents tried to get me to have you shave your afro. I don't know if you remember that. I've not had the massive afro. About. I'm sure you have a picture of that somewhere. It's he had a massive, massive fro, okay? And his parents, when I'd go to his house every day and we'd hang out and we'd go out. And his parents, when they grabbed me, his dad grabbed me. He's like, you take him to a barber and you have him shave. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll try. <laughs> like, I have so much pressure, you know? Anyway. So uh, yeah, th- yeah, these are these are the details we're leaving out of this podcast. That <laughs> <laughs> um, man had the pro, just and a mohawk. I'll, I'll find. Yeah, I had a mohawk. It was a it was a bad one, but <laughs> <laughs> that was a mohawk nonetheless. 
yeah. But yeah, I was I was so rebellious that like when my parents moved to Dubai and they're like, you should move here, the same school, you could just transfer. And I was like, no, never. <laughs> Why? But, um, no I don't I don't know. There was there was no reason whatsoever. Um, but yeah, eventually I did move here, and uh, and we started going to the same school. Yeah. And uh, you were I remember you. You moved here. You moved here. I feel like I'm there. You moved to Dubai, and I was in SAE studying film, and you came to study audio because you wanted to continue from what you were doing in Jordan. Yep. Uh, but then so, at some point, you, you you changed to film. You changed your major. You changed the, your, your whatever to film. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what happened was so I finished that- the, the bachelor's. Bachelor's? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bachelor's, um, yeah. Uh, of audio. And I was like, instead of doing, uh, continuing the audio, I'll just do another film one and merge the two. That was my reasoning behind it at that time. But uh, I don't know why. I think I just, like, you were you were doing film and I was like, oh, that looks like fun. Like, it wasn't, I didn't really have a, a structural we were, thought process. We, we were making dumb shit since we were, since we met, like, filming crap. All the time, I have a video of of I have a, a, a cam uh, uh, tape, um, mm-hmm. those old tapes, small mini tapes, mini DV, yeah. of just a bunch of crap that we filmed in Doha, uh, with, like driving around, like just just you know the the the, stereo, the blueprint of Doha life, driving around in the heat, going to like people's people's houses, doing stupid skits. We've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So that's why I think when 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 you came to Dubai, it was just natural that we did something, something silly. Yeah. Uh, and that's like how it got to that point. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll uh, for those of you that are listening to the audio only. I'm gonna be rolling uh, some some footage of uh, that guy in head. Just uh, just some clips that I that I put together. Um, while you answer this question, if you were to describe that guy in head. Uh, as a as a YouTube channel. So for those of you that don't know, I, I didn't preface it. We we started uh, a YouTube channel when when we moved here. I started studying film. He was studying film. Uh, we started a YouTube channel called That Guy and Head. My nickname was Head. His nickname was That Guy because he was always just that guy. And um, and we uh, we started making these uh, these vlogs, these skits and stuff on that YouTube channel. And um, so if you were to describe that guy and Head to someone, how would you describe it? Uh, uh, two guys who are really bored. That's it. <laughs> two guys who are really bored that had n- nothing to entertain them, who decided to entertain themselves. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, um, there's, there's, the clips are rolling now, but like, uh, we really just wanted. It, the, in a way, when I look back at it now, uh, I think like we had a lot of creative energy that we wanted to do stuff. With, like we, we wanted to create stuff. We wanted yeah. to make a bunch of things, but we were, uh, for the most part, in in a studio apartment, um, ordering Dominoes and, and trying to figure out if we finished our assignments or not. So we, domino, we, the Domino's pizzas were awesome. Remember <laughs> the barbecue hot dog one? Barbecue chicken. There was there was a barbecue chicken. There was a barbecue hot dog as well. I don't know why we're we're discussing Domino's. They're not the sponsor of this episode. 
Anyway, don't buy Domino's because they stopped making those. So. Yeah, okay. Now we're definitely sure they'll never sponsor the episode. <laughs> Unless they make uh, barbecue hot dog again. Yeah, then we're good. Uh, Jamal says, very random, yeah, epic. Yeah, we... Um, it, it was this weird, weird, like... Uh, thought process we just we just wanted to make shit and uh, and ended up making a lot of dumb stuff i don't think the humor translated to anyone else outside of like our small little group of friends well i, I we got a i got a lot of <clears throat> people stopping me in uh, where we studied in knowledge village and you too i think they're yeah. like oh that guy from that guy in head and i'm sure you got the same because it's you know some videos went viral some videos like at that time got like five thousand views or something which was a lot for them you know and like and and this was before you recognize this was before you like anyone was really like it was us we used to message shake carl and stuff because there were no vloggers there were no this is (laughs) like 2000 youtube.com was still like a year old yeah yeah it was like 2007 2008 when we started doing this stuff yeah uh and like there was like there was just a handful of uh, people making any type of content like the stuff we were making, um, and they were all like Amer- in America or in Europe or whatever. And uh, I remember we tried it. We tried to get things moving in here, like in this region, and we tried to like get people to use a hashtag or something. And what was that? Uh, the new wave of new Middle wave. Eastern. Yeah, the new wave of Middle Eastern vloggers. Which failed, like, epically. Because no one did anything. I think there's, like, two people who caught on to it. And then made some videos, and then that was it. Shout out Uh, to those two people. Yeah, I think one of them was this uh, kid that used to study with us. I forgot his name. uh, Palash. Splash. That was his name. Splash, yeah. Yeah, he he was funny. He did some stuff. He he kind of jumped on the bandwagon. Uh, which then burnt, like crashed and burnt. But uh, yeah, we we you know we did stuff because we just enjoyed making it. We weren't getting that many views. Some some things we did got lots of views. Some things we did was barely like watched by anybody. So even us, even us, like you know. So so yeah, we just wanted, like you said, we we needed a way to express ourselves, and we needed a way to uh, like release all the pent up sort of like creativity um so that we have a platform to show people we weren't very creative sometimes we were creative most of the time we were just kind of i'll just say experimental for 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 the sake of this uh podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh uh, man whenever i talk to people like i did um i uh did the recently i did a mentorship uh at youtube space in dubai I was talking to mm. a bunch of uh, Arabic-speaking YouTubers with uh, 100k subs, uh, mm. or from from 100k to 200k subs uh, from mm. from around the region, and they were, yeah. you know, asking about like how do we do this and how do we do that, and we talked about a bunch of technical stuff, and then um, we started just talking about like the the diving in process because a lot of them got all these massive subscriber account without actually figuring out what their content was. And I was like, that's that's perfectly fine. Because everyone else in the in the course was trying to teach these YouTubers that you have to, you know, plan out your content and you have to know what you're talking about and you have to have a theme. And I was like, I don't I think when you're starting off, you just start. And that's one of the biggest things I took away from from that guy in heads, just do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because think- uh, we just we started by just setting up a. Uh, it wasn't even a camera; it was my computer, wasn't it? it was my laptop? I actually have it lined up. Laptop. If uh, I have that, our very first that guy in head video uh, yeah. lined lined up. Um, oh, God. Uh, but before before I play that, I want to ask um, everyone in the in the tribe in the comments who here re- actually remembers that guy in head. Um, I know Khal Tamimi said he it brings back some memories. Uh, Jamal says he remembers it and uh, he he was around some, some even before that guy in head. But um, Khal uh, Surge, I don't think Surge was around. Surge might have been around for that guy in head. But uh, let me let me know in the comments. Um, Abu Nasrawi was definitely around. I kind of feel like the, the the fan base that we had. I call them fan base, you know. But the, the people that watched our stuff uh, are no longer around, and like kind of you know what I mean. Like because because I remember a lot of people. A lot of people used to uh, call me and be like, "Hey, you know, people that I know, friends of mine that watched the the stuff we made, and they're like, hey, man, uh, I just watched the last video. I it was hilarious. I cracked up." I'm like cool, and those people like I no longer see them in the internet sphere. Like they don't they don't exist anymore. Either they've just stopped being on the internet, or they just don't watch this kind of stuff anymore, or they're not active. I kind of feel like it just is a turnaround. You know, there's a <clears throat> turnover period of like five years every time for media content and who consumes it and what kind of things people consume. Yeah, and that goes for <clears> everything. Five years. Yeah, but I think in and and when it comes to like content wise, if you look back every five years. I feel like there's a change, there's a shift in the way that people make content, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. And I think that's, uh, I think that's why maybe, like, if we were to try doing things like that guy in head again, because it's been so long, it might actually work again, because it's been like there's there's been a turnover, like what three twice now, maybe three times. Yeah. It's so been, it's been like ten years since our a, last that guy in head. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I I feel like if we do it again. Or if someone attempts to do some silly things like that again, it might actually work nowadays. Yeah, so and, and the, the the entire the industry is completely different. I mean, when we were doing it, we we got a YouTube partner and monetized uh, the channel without even knowing yeah. what the hell that meant. And we <laughs> like we were just like, oh, cool, YouTube likes us. We didn't realize that there's this business aspect to to vlogging that took off right after we stopped yeah yeah and i think we kind of missed the missed the peak we stopped i think when the peak of you like people started to make serious money and mm-hmm. get really big that's the time that we kind of stopped making stuff 2010 2011 that's when people started to really explode on youtube and become really big and make a lot of money out of it yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there definitely is that business aspect, and maybe if we were just a bit more like savvy, maybe we could we could still be still be doing it right now. Who knows? But anyway, yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, I I want to I want to dive into like, do you think we uh, we could have been still doing it uh, until now? But um, uh, I want to shout out uh, Khan is in the in the comments. What's up? He says greetings, filmmakers and tribe. What is up, Khan? Thank you for tuning in. Um, and uh, Khal Tamim is asking Splash from uh, Broad Spectrum Antibiotic BSA yes that guy he was uh, he was vlogging back in the day uh, with he us he was vlogging um, uh, do you remember uh, we, we, we did this random ass thing where I don't remember how it started but we, t- we took one word and uh, I really wanted to drive it and use it out of context to kind of brand it a cheesecake 
and we oh, we wanted yeah. we wanted we wanted everyone to say the word cheesecake on the videos on the vlogs and kind of brand the word cheesecake it was like a social experiment yeah <laughs> it and was a it was it, it was funny it worked people started saying it people just started saying it i remember that and we would say we'd like approach random people strangers we don't even know and be like with a put stick a camera in their face and be like hey say cheesecake <laughs> and they just say it and you know it, that's it happened. It was- that's actually taught me so much more um about marketing and and viral marketing and online stuff because we were doing this way way back in the day um and then random people that we didn't know would show up and be like yo cheesecake right and <laughs> i i thought that was one of the coolest things in the world just a random word i think we picked it because you ate a cheesecake ice cream once when we first started vlogging and i was like hey, hey cheesecake that's funny oh dude that was the uh, cheesecake that was the hagen dazs cheesecake ice cream you say that with passion it, oh because it's it's awesome it's awesome. I still, I still, whenever I can, whenever I see it on the shelves, like when I go shopping, I still pick it up every now and then. Not, not, not a lot, but you know, once every couple of weeks or something, once every month. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it, it got, it got so big at one point that people were sending us cheesecake to the house. I, I'll never forget <laughs> that. I'll never forget that when people were like, yo, you got to try this cheesecake. And like I remember, yeah, it, and it was. It awesome. was <laughs> it's not a. It was just this experiment, like this random word. How do you make a random word mean something, and people remember you when they say this one random word? Yeah, I, think, I, was, I remember. Was it Tara who sent us a cheesecake at one point as well? Uh, no, well in Jordan she did, but uh, okay. But in, in Dubai she never lived here. It was it was random random oh, yeah, ladies yeah, yeah. from from Dubai. Yeah. And pe- pe- people would tag us in uh, pictures on Facebook with cheesecake on them. I remember yeah. that. That was funny. <laughs> uh, and we made a song, so you know, I- I'm exactly. I, getting- <laughs> I-, I-, I want to jump into that. Um, we actually made a rap song. Yeah, about cheese. There's no need to get into it. There's no need to. Sh- to, to I ha- I'm gonna play it. <laughs> I'm gonna play it. Um, uh, Khan. Uh, Tamimi, uh, Jamal, everyone that's in the house. Um, I'm going to play a uh, a rap song that Ahmed Sharif and I made. Uh, <laughs> called in its entirety? No, I'll, I'll do like verse one, verse two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, man, this is going to... I just, I just want to show, okay. I just want to show like how random uh, the, the shit was. Because for the people, because that, that guy in head videos don't, no longer exist online. They've, uh, they've all been made uh, private. Um, they, they disappeared mysteriously. They d- disappeared mysteriously. Your voice just got a lot better. Keep it, keep it up there. Okay. Yeah. Um, got better. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, so uh, the, the few clips and stuff that we have, uh, I'm, I'm gonna run through them because I want to show the journey of doing shit like this, like really bad uh, videos and audio and, and rap songs and stuff that led to the the fact that you have your own film right now. Uh, you know what I mean? Like th- this is the journey that I want to take. But anyway, okay. cheesecake uh, rap song, and uh, the background for this cheesecake rap song is a photo of uh, of Ahmed Sharif and I from we were must have been fourteen. The one with the uh, the death t shirt and the beanies. Oh oh god, we that must have been like great. fourteen. But yeah, here's the cheesecake rap song. Are we gonna be muted? 
we are now. Gangsta player, I've been waiting on my cheesecake. Make sure you bake it, not a second late. I need to get, I have to get my piece of awesomeness. Back away, no one even thinks they legend does. Rezzle, dazzle, shrink alone, someone that buried. That's enough, I would like to thank you very much. Make sure the cookie's nice and crispy. Off you go now, give me some pizza. So that, come up that? That's actually good. It was. It, it's good. not a cringe. It's not Razzle as cringe as a on Some of them berries. That's enough. Razzle I would Razzle. like to thank you very much. Like those are cool <laughs> words. I remember how this started. Okay, I remember exactly how this song started. Had it. Started. I was at home, and and this 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 is how a lot of things we did back then started. Okay, I was at home, uh, just watching TV or something. And I got a phone call from you at like two in the morning, and you were like, "Hey man, yeah, like I'm gonna make a rap song. You wanna, you wanna join?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> this is how things just started back then. Hey, I, I'm gonna I make think, a rap song. You know? I like, I <laughs> like, know, okay? a, I, I watched a Where's Biggie documentary or something. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> so at two in the morning or something, you're like, "I'm coming over" or something, like that, and you grab your stuff. Oh no! I come over to your house. I, yeah. I, I'm like, like, come over. I got my setup. Okay. And I remember just jumping in my car at 2 a.m. driving to your house, and you had the setup, and you're like, listen to this, gangster player. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, you write a verse now. I'm like, okay. And I think we wrote it. We 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 did it like in like an hour or two. And then the yeah. next day you yeah. or something. And and it we cool. mix we mixed it on the spot. Oh, it was hard. But original, that, original music composed by uh, Head. <clears throat> but is, is there's no one else now? I don't. I don't. I can't find the people that are doing this kind of weird stuff now. It seems to be like there are only really serious productions, and like a serious uh, kind of um, YouTubers and, and artists and stuff. Or the the sketch comedy is so good that it's like it's. It's an, another form of production. Like, there's no kids just experimenting with really bad stuff. I don't know if it's just the accessibility of, of uh, what's it called? Like, equipment and, and knowledge. And now, we, we never used to YouTube how to do stuff. Now you can YouTube how to do anything. Yeah. I think YouTube's become an educational platform more so now. You know? Like, I watch things to, I watch things to, to learn. Now, nowadays on YouTube, like uh, gone are the days where I watch a vlogger. You know what I mean? Um, only recently, actually, have I been watching some Arabic vlogs because some of them are pretty good. Um, so, like, yeah, I, you know. Um, back to your point, I think I think image is a big deal now, and people don't want to be seen as silly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I think that like that. Can, that could be part of your like you could, if you knew what you were doing that could be a part of your image comedy has a lot of layers and facets and if you if you know what you're doing comedy wise you can still be silly and still making people would still take you seriously as a comedian or as yeah. a vlogger or whatever you do 
so yeah i think that's what that's mainly the reason why people don't do the kind of stuff that we did it's just, just a fear of looking bad or, lo- or looking silly in front of others what, that's my what, what, what do you think your biggest takeaway from doing uh that guy in head for whatever how many years we did it for what was your biggest takeaway from that stuff you know what's funny we did that guy in head the same time we were studying film degrees yeah so we were studying to be filmmakers and we were doing shitty skits on the side i remember um, once we we wanted to make a video look intentionally worse because we thought it looked too produced <laughs> that's true and you know even i remember once uh, uh we and i'll get back to your your question in a second but i remember once you had an assignment to do for mm-hmm. for your class you had to film something i forgot what it was but we're like fuck it let's just make it a that guy in head video and we just made it and it was like this uh this this horror scary thing where i was like stalking you outside and then i came in and then you made my face turn into a, a demon yeah. or whatever yeah i think i, and I that have the, the beginning of that here yeah I, i'm showing it yeah, on screen I, now yeah we made that in like an evening yeah we, we made that that guy in head video and and it turned out awesome uh, yeah, and I, I and, submitted and, I submitted that as a as an assignment to to the college, yeah. and I yeah. got a good grade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it just shows. I think if we actually put the time into an effort, we can make that we could have made them look awesome in that way, but we just didn't want to make them look awesome. We wanted them to look, you know, a bit dodgy and a bit weird, like that uh like that music video. Yeah. Uh, we, Tenacious D one, which I, which are you, are, are you gonna play? Because that uh, one no, you can't I, play. I, I, I don't have that one in its entirety. No, thank God. You can't, you can't play that. I don't know if there's copyright. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we tried it yesterday. It'll get taken down. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we were real. We were we looked like real idiots on that. Like I must admit, it was <laughs> it was fun as hell to make. <laughs> it was really fun to make, and actually some of it was cool. Some of the little, uh, uh, what do you call that? Kaleidoscope ke- look and effect. Kaleidoscope, yeah, do. yeah. Kaleidoscope, yeah. That was cool. How did but we yeah, come what, up with this? What was, uh, I don't know, we were bored, like you said, man. But what was the what was the takeaway? Yeah, so, okay. So, I think the constant, uh, the constant uh, filming and producing of these, of these sketches or skits through the like we did one we were very we were consistent we did one every like couple of weeks or something and we did it for like how many years anyway yeah we uh that kind of got me into the rhythm of creating and making stuff and also um it helped creatively with editing because we had to edit those like we we turned those around in like a night or two Mm -hmm. and you know and it you know and it was like basic filmmaking that we were doing because we we had angles and we had editing and we had lighting and we had even though it was like all really bad but it was just it was very basic and we still we still came out with the product and we turned it around so i think i came out with definitely a better understanding of how to film and to edit so like you could say it was like a a little course that we gave ourselves into making films yeah i agree i think think the thing we made for your thing was an actual it was a short film that can yeah. be considered a- yeah yeah i was gonna say i think i think the things i took away from that weren't as much uh technical 
but it was how to tell a story because we would tell random stories and other than that that guy and had a channel we each had our own vlogging channel i i did it almost uh, i did it daily for for a couple of years uh even if nothing happened that day i would still make a video and try to figure out how to tell a story even if the story was i don't have a story um so i think for me it was uh, it was just like storytelling like how do you take someone on on a journey how does that arc happen um kind of thing and yeah. and it just it happened because we did it so many times and i was like oh that one was wrong let's not do that for the next one and kind of fix it and fix it and fix it and fix it and that consistency just irons out all the kinks to a point where we got we got pretty good at it yeah yeah your vlogs were were, were, were cool man your vlogs i i was i was like i was like keeping up with you because when when i moved out when i moved away and or, or you would like move or, or you traveled somewhere i'd keep up with like what's going on with you where were you going through your vlogs and it was cool yeah and some and you know some, uh, like after i got married uh after we got married I, I was like telling my wife about dubai and how i used to what we used to do and how we used to chill and she's like oh that's cool I'm like you know what? why am i telling you i can just show you and i called you and i'm like yo can you make all that stuff on private <laughs> or send me the playlist and you're like okay and you sent me like a, a hundred video whatever it was like a hundred videos or something and we just sat there and we watched them. and it was awesome she uh you know i was like why am i even why am i telling you through using words i can just show you so this is what we yeah. used to do like dumb stuff <laughs> you know and it was uh it was great I'm going to jump, in, jump into the comments for a second. Uh, Wajiha, what is up? She says, hey, y'all. Uh, Roxanne, she says, now I want cheesecake. <laughs> me too, Roxanne. Me too. Uh, oh, Tamimi says, that rap song sounds like you made it in an hour or two. <laughs> uh, Khan has so a, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of um, fire, fire questions. What is it called? Quick rapid fire. fire. Rapid fire questions for you uh, that, that I'll get to in a second. Um, but I just want to talk about the... Um, the uh, the vlogs man i'm so thankful that i have them because you're saying you showed uh, you showed your wife you got to sit down and show her the the arc of uh, of everything we did through these vlogs and for me uh, tara and i met on these vlogs like the first day i met her is documented uh the the, the i remember the, the vlog that you i i remember that vlog and i remember the day that you uploaded it yeah. onto youtube because you were going you were going to jordan and you, you i remember you flew you 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 flew out one day and then the next, uh, I don't know, it was the next day or the day after where you posted that vlog? Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, he actually went for it. Because we were talking about that whole thing before you went. <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go meet this girl, man. I'm going to go meet this girl. She's awesome. Look at it. She's like, okay, cool, cool. You know, good luck. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was awesome. That yeah, was and, cool that you posted. And, uh, and we, we, we've uh, continued vlogging, vlogging all the way up until, you know, we got married. I, I started vlogging again after that. I stopped a couple of uh, times here and there. But um, Tara and I were talking about it and we're like, you know what? When kiddo grows up, uh, when, 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 he's a, when he's a little teenager, we can actually just show him all these clips of like random ass times that uh, we had you know flying while while uh, while she was pregnant we flew to sweden to watch a metallica show all vlogged everything was vlogged with him there you know like pre him being born um we could show all these little things so vlogging for me is just it's it, it's become more about like documenting life rather than 
uh, j- just making making videos. It turned into this whole other thing that kind of like intertwines within uh, my family uh, ritual. Like, you know, I do it, I do it, and we we even the ones that I don't upload anywhere, I, we still kind of talk to the camera, say what we're thinking, where we're going, even if it just lives on a Dropbox folder, just for later. Yeah, you never know when you can just like tap into this massive dump of stuff of like media. Yeah. You never know where it can come happy as well. Like it's always, it's you know, it's it's great that it can always be there. I mean, what thirty years ago, we wouldn't have dreamt of this kind of thing. Yeah, that, absolutely. Like that, that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so now, awesome now with with the phones and stuff, you can do. You, you, there's no excuse not to film. Yeah, on our times, it Document. was a brick Nokia. The the the, the H the, the I remember the name of that the HV twenty or the H. The HV something, the Canon, the, the Canon one. camcorder, the camcorder. Oh no, I'm talking. I'm talking about old school. The 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 brick Nokia, Nokia phone. Oh, the phone. Yeah, I'm talking about what we used to film stuff on. Like, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was that was horrific, horrific equipment. Now that we, we look at it, we, you, we had to film stuff on a on a HV twenty or whatever it was, and then we had to digitize it. And digitizing was the most annoying thing. <laughs> Everything imagine, that could go wrong goes wrong. Digitizing. Can, can you imagine saying that like now? Like you, you have to f- sw- copy from analog to digital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you had and to capture everything, you had to uh, rewind the, the tape to the start and then press play and then let it digitize <laughs> <laughs> and watch everything you shot again. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a fun uh, fun time though. I'm gonna you still have that stuff. I, I I found something that I filmed like 15 years ago. I have anyway, every single tape I, we've ever shot. Everything we a, a, a biography. Every, yeah, every, everything we have. Um, everything I've ever shot. Uh, everything we've done for that guy and had the random documentary I made about squatting in Holland. Um, everything I have all yeah. the raw files. That was the HB20. Yeah. You bought that before you traveled there, and you and you started fl- uh, filming that there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a snot-nosed kid with a little camera going. I'm making documentaries, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's stuff like that. Like I had the balls to fly to Europe and be like, I'm making a documentary about, uh, you know, this thing where people can take over empty buildings because there's a housing shortage and. You know, like the, that bog of my mind. Like, let's let's fly there and make a documentary. Yeah, I remember watching that documentary. Didn't you submit that as well as a like a? Yeah, it got bumped off. It got accepted, and then it got bumped off. Uh, I don't know if I want to get into that, but it, the it was okay. a. Um, it, I, I'll get into it. No one gives a fuck. Um, uh, I got accepted, the, but then they they bumped it out Dutch because Report. they wanted they wanted more um, Arab representation uh, on passport because I was Arab in in theory, but I was Australian on paper, like in in practice, right. in theory, in blood, I'm Arab, but um, I have an Australian passport. So they they wanted someone with right, an, right. with an Arab passport. Okay. Yeah. That was well, uh, that was whatever. the reason that got bumped up. Reverse discrimination. Okay. <laughs> what what yeah. are these quick fire questions that we're going for? 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for them now. But would you saying? I think I saw the hip hop track y'all are talking about. I checked out some old videos on Adnan's YouTube with Ahmed. I don't know if they're they're public, but <laughs> we'll uh, we'll play oh it. Oh my as god! A, don't tell me the rap is public. No, no, I don't think so. But we'll play it as a, as an outro at the at the end of this video. All right, you ready for what? the for the rapid fire? Wait, I'm just checking that guy <laughs> and head. I don't think it's public. Are you really checking? After all these years, we're still not we're still not the first um um the first when I type in that guy in head, we're not the first answer. Like we're not the first. Who else is this? who else is called that guy in head? Yeah, I know, but anyway. who, who's who's YouTubing it at this point? <laughs> sure. Um, here we go. Rapid fire. <laughs> Are you ready? Is this, is this for me? Yeah, this is for you. Uh, Khan says Ahmed, and oh, then wow. he has a list of rapid fire. Oh, okay. Ready? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Nolan or Snyder? Yeah. Again, again? Nolan or Snyder? Oh. Ah, oh, Nolan. Aliens or natural disasters? Aliens. Chick flicks or bromance? I have none. <laughs> I guess bromance because they're some of them are some of them are funny. Uh, I'm gonna skip one because I know I you don't like. you don't partake in that particular thing. I'm gonna skip it. Uh, but documentaries or true story films? True story films. Cool. That was cool. Thanks, thanks, Khan, for that. That rapid fire uh, was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got I, me I would go. The Nolan Snyder. I, I would go, go uh, documentaries uh, instead of true story films. But uh, I, I feel like we've always been that those two different uh, extremes since since we were kids. Like I'd like the documentaries. You'd like the more artistic version of a real story. Hmm. That was cool. Quick fire. Yeah. Um, uh, who's it? Who's the guy? That Khan. Khan. Yeah. Thanks, Khan. He's um, he's got a he's got a, a, a he plays music under the name uh, Sound of Nomads. You got to check it out. I think you'll you'll dig it out of everyone I know. Sound of Nomads. Okay. I think I've yeah. heard that or I've seen that somewhere. You must have. I shared online. It yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of music. Uh, I want to talk about uh, about our like uh, <laughs> Khaled says artistic version. They make fun of the way I say version and uh, the G instead of the like S hard S. Everyone makes fun of me in the comments. They both, but they both sound the same. I know. I've been trying they, to tell them they're both virgin, virgin, virgin and virgin. Yeah, yeah. It's a different version. Yeah, it's a different version. The sound of people just don't understand. Thank God. See, there's finally someone here that that agrees with me. If uh, if you guys go back and listen Jeez. to Milton's episode, you'll see that I've been saying the same thing all this time. <laughs> but uh, but music. Uh, you're wearing a Nerve Cell T-shirt, uh, and uh, represent represent. You're putting that way too close to your face. For those of you that to, that's listening to the audio, they have no idea what's what's happening. But is really moving that microphone around. We're gonna, do the, we're gonna do the rest of the podcast like this. Yeah, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna help. Put it put it back. Put like Lemmy. Put it like Lemmy. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's uh... <laughs> see what I have cool. to deal with, guys. Um, <laughs> music, music. 
let's talk about music um Make i don't know why uh maybe maybe it was because we grew up in doha and we just enjoyed having friends that played music i feel like there's a breed of people that really really like the local scene enjoy the fact that there's a local scene and want to support it and others that just kind of show up uh to, to shows to see the headliners not the opening bands or not rock the local band t-shirt not buy the local band cd but you and i since since i could remember have always been like fans of of the regional uh bands and stuff um have you ever thought about why that is the case and why there aren't more people kind of rocking the the local stuff um i think that's a that's a good question it's probably still very relevant till today um and i'm not in touch with the local scene anymore mainly because here it's very small um when i was in dubai uh at least when i was there it was massive when we were like growing up i don't know how it is now but when we were back there there was like 25 at least 25 like active bands we the whole card was um uh local bands uh, opening yeah and i think because in that situation there was a lot of local bands and we were we actually knew those guys like a lot of a lot of people in the bands we were friends with uh, we kind of felt like you know th- they deserve our support because we know how hard they work we know how much time they put how much time and effort they put into what they were making and their craft and their music and we just we just got the you know we felt their passion and we like we have to support these guys you know and i feel like that's why we supported them and a lot of people did support them as well because of that same reason um you know the music was awesome as well i'm not saying the music wasn't the music was great but i think that's what made the that like that extra difference for us to go and you know watch them play live buy their cds buy their merch uh follow them on on facebook whatever and that kind of stuff so i think a lot of people in the scene whether for whatever reason whether it's ego whether it's they don't feel like they want that they don't feel like a local band can be good they kind of make this misjudgment about local bands and and therefore never bother to to support them and always just wait for the for the for the bands that come from abroad that's my theory at least because yeah, we I'm, knew those guys we knew a lot of them and we we wanted to help them we wanted to to give them that extra push so we did that yeah but even the guys i didn't know like um i remember i became a fan of uh, of coat of arms from when i was living in jordan just seeing them on facebook and stuff just knowing that they were from abu dhabi i was like this is crazy stuff and i remember having a conversation with you at one of these old rock shows uh just going like everyone here is wearing an international band t-shirt and we were the only two wearing local band t-shirts like that yeah. there's gotta be the, the ratio is way too if even if it was 50 50 it would have been cool but the two people out of like 300 wearing uh local band t-shirts was a little uh a little crazy yeah i mean i, I you have to oh, i mean also the the we were in the scene so even the bands we didn't know like we could still support because we're like okay collectively as a as a scene um we're all one so we, whether we know the guys we don't know the guys we'll always go and support uh and especially with uh have you seen that when we did have that was purely made to support these bands and to get them you know give them exposure as much as we can um i think that the the, the band i remember that show we were in the club seven yeah we were in club seven i remember distinctly you telling me 
dude, look around. I'm like, what? Like, we're the only guys wearing. I think I was wearing a Nerf Soul shirt, and you were wearing. Who are you wearing? Uh, by I don't know, case, maybe I some something like that. Yeah. So it was like, wow. Yeah, you're right. And then, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because band shirts were hard to come by. Like local band shirts, maybe I don't know. They, they were at the show. Everyone was selling them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that. But I, I, I tried to. There's a lot of people I had on the show that I, I uh, are now or have been since our time, but we've just never, never crossed paths. Kind of uh, championing and and rooting for the local scene. And uh, yeah. I've been finding like it's it's a very specific strain uh, of people that they're they're like the diehards they're the the crazy ones they're the the misfits that like really champion these uh, these uh, local bands local artists local vloggers local filmmakers lo- local whatever um even local business like uh just just going instead of getting coffee at a starbucks you go uh down the road to for example here moto uh, which is local business and it's just uh, you you have to have that like drive for some reason and i, I don't know what it is but um, you mentioned have you seen that and uh, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play the guys the intro to have you seen that we started uh, yet another YouTube channel uh, outside of that guy in head dedicated we to the, the what we were just starting YouTube channels we were just yeah, yeah just left <laughs> and right channel YouTube channels <laughs> everywhere um, uh, called have you seen that with scene as in like the rock scene um, and uh, our, our goal was just to give whatever we learned in terms of film and interviewing and, and like journalism, so to speak, uh, whatever we learned in that, to give that to the local scene. Uh, so we did reviews, interviews, that kind of stuff. Let's be honest. We, we were highly uh, influenced by um, uh, Metal Injection. And Metal Inj- silly Can you imagine that was the start of Metal Injection? Yeah. That, that's when they started, and they were doing videos yeah. just as bad as we were. <laughs> yeah, and they were hilarious. They were. <laughs> uh, but here's here's the have you seen that intro? Hi, I'm that guy. And, I'm one. and we are metalheads. And if you're watching this video, so are you. We've been fans of the music for a long time, and as most of you know, the metal scene around the world is based on fans supporting their local bands. <laughs> So what we are doing over here is a YouTube channel dedicated to the Middle Eastern Sea, based right here out of Dubai. We want to work hand in hand with all the supporters of the scene in this region. The best way to help the scene grow in Dubai and the rest of the Middle East is to work together. (laughs) So bands, promoters, musicians, and metalheads alike, check out our new YouTube channel. Have you seen that? For all the latest videos on the scene, where that guy had and you have just been metal head butter. Where that guy in head? And you have just been metal by the the street. That's awesome. Uh, Khaled's asking, I want to know how many times Adnan dropped that stick. Not that many. Just a few. Just a few times, Khaled. Thank you very much for your trust. Um, Rudy's in the house. He says, sup, everyone. Uh, Judy says, every huge band was once a local garage band. Hail local bands. 100% Judy. Um, yeah, we, we had that sentiment, too. We were just like, support uh, as, as 
much as we can uh, kind of create as much as we can and stuff like that but um the scene the scene uh goes through so many changes being in the middle east it's uh, uh the, the the consistency of it didn't didn't really pan out you left uh halfway through uh doing have you seen that i continued it with with another host yeah uh, sadi bb shout out to sadi uh he he hosted have you seen that for for a year or so and then i just kind of frizzled out i was like i was exhausted i was uh i was kind of like trying to figure out how, where where this is going um not a lot of people were into it not a lot of people were uh kind of uh, wanting to 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 do the same thing and i it just frizzled out for me but um where does music sit for you now right now music is a lot it works a lot differently for me now than it did back then definitely <clears throat> back then it was like our lives right we couldn't yeah. wait till the weekend to go and watch the next band play uh we couldn't wait till the next jam uh you know it was like oh the next cd came out this band released this song or this band released this cd now it's like whenever i have the time i listen to some music and it's usually when i'm in the car driving <laughs> unfortunately that's where it got to life just just does that to, to a person i guess uh when you get past a certain age or when you start certain stages of your life music uh, gets a lot harder to uh, kind of maintain as part of your life con- consistently so right now i'm kind of stuck in a phase of music actually i'm stuck in the phase of music that i was that i was in 10 years ago when we were hanging out like i'm still there you know and i only listening listen to, to math bands mastodon and deftones tool mastodon deftones uh opeth uh you know there's there's a few things here and there but not metal like not new metal everything that i listen to is like old stuff classics stuff from back in back in back in our day before that even mm-hmm. um but yeah like i i don't go out of my way these days to like listen to new bands listen to new music uh you know search for things that i like like i don't do that i just have my apple playlist and whenever i jump in a car i just press play and it just plays like the same 30 40 songs over and over <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm still i'm still hungry for for uh, the local bands i still buy local band cds i still kind of try to check uh every, everything out uh john baker just shared the episode shout out to john baker from a musician from from bahrain um motor awesome. militia is the name of his band um he's Bahrain uh, had, a, had a sick metal scene i remember back back in the day it still does man it still does those yeah. bands are still uh, still kicking it um it's one of my yeah. favorite my favorite scenes from the middle east i remember a few bahraini bands came to dubai back then and just put on some some killer shows man they were like some of the the craziest bands out there at that yeah time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, you, you were saying like life and and the the madness of of uh, the changes in our lives and stuff like that. And uh, now that we've uh, we've gone from like snot nosed kids uh, doing doing stupid videos online, I want to ask you about like the post the 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 marriage, the kids. Uh, you know uh, how how is uh, looking back at what we used to make and talking about it now? How does it? Uh, where does it sit? In, in your spectrum like where does it sit in life oh man that's a very good question where does the time go like honestly i didn't notice a change it just happened so incrementally over the years that you just reach a point you're like oh wow 
everything has changed in my life. You know what I mean? Like it's like one day, like 10 years later, oh, how did I get here? <laughs> and you have this moment. Anyway, uh, are we talking in relation to music or just generally? Just generally, everything, music, uh, yeah, I mean, like I mean, kind of. Ever since those days when that guy in head and SAE and Dubai stuff, uh, I moved back uh, home, of course. Um, start, and then just lived the, the typical like postgraduate life, you know, trying to find a job uh, and, and po- postgraduate Arab life, like the typical Arab postgraduate. When are you going to find a job? When are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? And I was like, I'm not doing any of that because I don't want to get married and I don't want to have kids. But then, like somewhere down the line, I was married and I had kids. And I'm like, hey, how did I get here? Like <laughs> one of those things. Uh, but yeah, man, just just I just took every day as it as it came. I didn't plan for anything, and it just I'm like, you know, if if something happens in my life, like a big step in my life, I'm just gonna take it one day at a time. Alhamdulillah, uh, I, 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 I like to believe I've done well for myself. I got a, a good job. Uh, I have a family. Uh, yeah. I just kind of wish that music did still play a bigger part. But then again, everyone else does, I imagine. So, Yeah. Uh, Khan's actually saying uh, you should check out new music, bro. Uh, there's a lot of good tunes still being made. Um, I know, I know. Every now and then I'd come across a song. I'm like, this is fucking sick, man. Like, who's who's this? You know, and I see it like this name. I'm like, who's this band? I don't know this band. Yeah. But I'll be like, I don't have the energy. It's not that I don't want to. I don't have the energy with like raising children, with, you know, um, I'm maintaining a home, with having a job, with having obligations with family, with having this and that. Like, it's hard to have to, to, to get more energy to do the whole music thing again. Uh, I yeah. know there's killer, there's killer songs, there's killer music out there, and I know if I if I if I started, it'll it'll snowball into this into this huge music journey again. But I just need I just need to find the right time and re- need to find the energy again to do that. Yeah, and uh, it's it's uh, it's strange having you say that because I have I have the exact same op- exact same. That, thank you very much. Exact same opposite. Um, <laughs> I have the 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 exact opposite uh, kind of uh, instinct when when asked that same question. Um, the uh, <laughs> the idea of change hasn't hit me at all. I feel like I'm still the same uh, kind of the same snot nosed kid that I was even back in Doha. I, I feel like the stuff that I do, um, music, is still around. Like the online stuff, uh, doing doing videos, vlogs this podcast uh, a bunch of that stuff i i, I still do uh i found a way uh to uh to monetize uh, editing and, and stuff like that just make it a job so i have income and uh and uh and you know provide and do all that stuff but the the rest of it um do- didn't change even like getting married uh having having the kid now i know he's only uh he's only eight months old but like it I feel like now my drive for being more creative has turned up instead of down with with all the additional stuff in my life because in in a weird way I feel like if if uh, I push that aside and and just do the job the the like provide the the, the raise the kid that stuff without anything for me I'll um, I, I'll be I'll be worse at that if I didn't have this if that makes sense I don't know if that makes sense no no it does it does but it's just the way my brain works like my brain 
it, it, it's that like rebel without a cause that we talked about earlier like just the the idea of like uh go hard on on the creative and eventually it'll sort itself out kind of thing yeah yeah no, no yeah no totally that works too and i think that i i kind of do that in, in a different way like i my find creativity in other things um and like <clears throat> um actually raising children can be very creative and uh maintaining that relationship is a very um um giving experience like you yeah. you you gain a you 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 gain a lot from it um and and you feel um it give it gives you a like a sense of achievement when 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 you have that when you make that connection with kids i mean i know your 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 kid is now how old is he like a year now eight months is he a year old eight no, months eight. okay yeah. so he, he he's starting to like you know walk around and you're making yeah. those little connections right now these like really golden moments that yeah. you're going to remember forever and they're going to keep they're just going to keep coming like you're going they're going to get more and more and they're going to get better and better and especially when you can start like having conversations with your kids you're going to you're going to when you start to <clears throat> when you have that like uh uh moment when you're like oh i can actually like mold mold my kid <laughs> you know what i mean i can tell him like i can give him facts i can make him believe what i want <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? and you have that sort of connection with your kid and you're like okay you you know obviously all all for the you know all all for the good all for his benefit yeah. not nothing <laughs> bad you know but anyway <clears throat> you're going to get that like connection and it's going to be it's going to be amazing when you have, when you can have like full on conversations it's going to be a beautiful thing uh, mike in the comments is saying uh, kids especially will motivate a man to be better it's a beautiful thing really uh, straight up i was uh, never crafty till i had kids um and he also added eight months four months till the big party yeah dude uh thank you for tuning in mike and i know uh, you said uh, you'll tune in for a wee bit um but yeah i think i don't know man uh, the um you were saying you know when you realize that you can you can mold uh their their thought process and stuff this this is something that has really kicked my ass especially with what's happening in the world with with you know the 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 fight for uh or equality and justice and all that stuff and the only thing that's been kicking uh, in my head is the idea of like if we want real change i have to educate myself enough about all these issues and all these problems and pass the information down to him and make sure that he starts off in a better a slightly higher level than where i end you know what i mean like you can you can yeah. you can do things like that like actual create change the next generation will have more information than when you were their age at that time you know it's that whole idea is heavy as hell but um one of these things that's like you know the world is in their hands right now yeah it's 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 a big uh, responsibility to shoulder definitely you know as the old guard bringing in the new generation that's that's a big thing but you know like it's going to be so fulfilling when you reach that point and you can say like you know oh, you know good job me and pat yourself in the back for doing uh for doing that for 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 for, for raising a child that's more uh compassionate that's more empathetic that's more sympathetic uh, so yeah it, it's on its own it's a job parenthood is a job i don't care what anybody says it's a job at home why do um, people say otherwise people just be like ah oh, you know kids this and that and that. but it's a job okay um people people say like oh it's not a job it's like oh it's just part of your life naturally it's just like yeah but you still need to put effort in it's not gonna happen nothing's gonna happen naturally if you don't have the effort to put 
but uh, it's it's just I, what I get out of it is um, is uh, just so much love. Okay, I may not like be the best the father. I might not like win father of the year, but just I love my relationship with my son and the way we interact and talk and stuff. And I just feel so much love from it. That's that's that for me is enough. Yeah. To to, to to it makes up for anything else. You know the hard the hard work the 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 hard the, the major effort you need to put in. It doesn't matter. Like the sleepless nights, the the endless days of like crying and screaming. It makes up for it to have that kind of connection. Did you, do you feel like you learned more about yourself being a parent? Yeah, you learn. You learn, and you figure out that you are still growing as a person, and you're still learning, and and it's just you're still a work in progress as well. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I just look at him, and sometimes like you know, putting him to bed or something for a nap, or and I just like just zone out and be like, damn, you know how much I've learned from this little like. <laughs> you're this so small. <laughs> yeah, this is so sm- <laughs> you're such a small. Thing, a being that's so small and learning and yeah, growing. Like small and I've, humans. I've I've learned so much more uh, out of these eight months than I did like four years of college and all the videos we made and uh, you know patience and and determination and uh, fear and how how to like complete unconditional love and all that stuff. It's like you you it hits you like a ton of bricks, man. Yeah, it's like a small human. It's like you're in char- you're you're responsible for a small human thing. Yeah, he's like a yeah. he's like a he's like a normal human, but in a small size. <laughs> I, I I always have this observation when I look at my son, the the the, the younger one, not not the older one. I mean, he technically they are small humans, right? But like he looks like an adult, but in a small body. <laughs> it just sometimes it's, it's funny. I like I, I giggle about it when he walks past me. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, he, my my, my kiddo is just uh, starting to stand up, and every time he does, I'm like, <gasps> "Damn, <laughs> it's a, it's 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 doing things." <laughs> yeah, just wait till he starts climbing. I think it's bad. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, we're in, uh, I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. Uh, let's jump into the comments real quick. Yeah, uh, uh, Mike saying um, kids are so uh, inquisitive. Uh, feed the inquisitive aspect as much as you can uh, without pulling out your hair. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's. And Roxanne's also saying kids and music is amazing. Uh, Rudy's asking, uh, are dogs considered as sons or daughters? Yeah, to some people. I mean, uh, pet parents are, are a real thing. Um, some people love love their pets uh, just as much. I mean, we have two cats. Yeah, we we. I mean, I, I had I, we've had we had two cats since before we had kids, and we can kind of consider them our children. They weren't really children. But we love them nonetheless. Yeah, yeah exactly. Part, they're definitely part of the family. Yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. Well, we still have the other one, uh, Gilly. She in here actually? No, she's not. Okay, but but Gilly, like she kind Gilly's been with us for so long. She feels like she's part of the family. Like yeah. when we when we like cuddle up on the bed or in the lounge to watch a movie or something, she'd just come and sit with us, and it's just like, oh, it's Gilly. Where's Gilly? Call Gilly, you know. Yeah. And she's she's been she's such a house cat. That she she doesn't know how to cat. Like she's so <laughs> stupid. Uh, doesn't know how like, to cat. She doesn't know how to cat. Like she so when we put water in her bowl, she she doesn't just come like normally. You just the cat would come and 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 lick the water. Mm-hmm. She has to lay down on her belly, 
put her hand in put one of her paws in the water and splash water into her mouth that's how she drinks water <laughs> what that's crazy she's, she's she's actually i think she's retarded like if there was retardation for cats she's she's retarded okay anyway shout out to gilly <laughs> uh, full uh, name I've never heard a, a cat uh, splash water in her face for for drinking, but uh, that's that's definitely yeah. special. Uh, I, Mike, uh, Mike says I've always said uh, you meant your kids to be better than you once uh, they are grown up. Uh, you, you meant your kids to be better once you better than you once they are grown up. A true uh, a true of a good parent. I think he meant sign a true sign of a good parent. Um, shout out to Mike. And uh, yeah, I think I think everyone uh, everyone uh, every parent I've ever spoken to at least uh, says that. Um, Rudy says once you get married, uh, it won't be about you even before the kids. Yeah, خلاص. That once you're married, you're a team for sure. It's uh, it's kind of like a a, a team battle. Um, I'll go through the rest of the comments, but Ola is asking you what's been the most challenging part of parenthood from your experience so far. The cha- the most challenging parts. The most challenging part, and I kind of I I I threw my hands up in the air, uh, like a year ago with this, and I left it to my wife. She, I threw up my hands with a lot of things and left it to my wife a long time ago. <laughs> But uh, one of the things was keeping up, uh, at least in this like this time period, keeping up with their uh, well my, my my eldest son, keeping up with his progress in school, <clears throat> because as a parent. Uh, you want your kid to be like amazing, right? Okay. And when report cards come back, or when progress reports come back, and they're not what you expect, you it really hurts. <laughs> okay, it really hurts me. So my my wife is a lot more forgiving in that sense. So I've said, look, you you deal with the school stuff now, okay? Because he's still in pre- like he's still in preschool. He's he, he's gonna start big school next year. Yeah. So I was like, I can't handle like this. Is I know he's like four. Okay, but like I, can't. It, it something inside me is really like banging and saying no, this shouldn't be the case. And I'm like, but he's four. Like I'm having this internal struggle. Should I push him more or should I just be more easygoing with him and let him naturally progress? And you think that, that was has hard. A, do you think that has anything to do with your relationship with school? From from because we we weren't. I mean, we, we didn't were, fail, we were, but we were shitty we students. Were, We failed at some. We failed sometimes. We eventually finished, but like yeah, I mean, we we, we finished there. high school, but we, <laughs> it, it was we we gave our parents a, a hell of a ride. I mean, <clears throat> maybe because I don't want him to be like me in school, <laughs> that I have this uh, inner inner need to to make sure that he does very well. <clears throat> but I'm not going to turn into like those typical Arab parents. That I'm going to leave it to my wife. She's going to do it. She like, has a lot more patience than me. And she knows what she's doing in this stuff, so I'm just gonna be like, Yasmin, enjoy the next couple of years. You do it." But that was very difficult. Having to accept the kid is not perfect and everything. That was difficult, but it's it's actually better because then learning to accept him for who he is is gonna is gonna make you have form a better bond with him going forward, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I can't. I actually can't imagine yet because we're just we're still like, you know, baby led weaning and uh, and trying to eat solids and stuff. So I can't even imagine like school and grades and stuff yet. But uh, yeah, 
Um, I'm going to jump into the comments again real quick. Judy says, animals are absolutely children, completely dependent on you. I have a cat that doesn't know how to cat either. Uh, it's a real thing. Uh, Mike is saying, uh, yeah, my brain is fried. I keep forgetting whole words. He's also saying the hardest part of uh, parenting for him was potty training uh, and schoolwork. Totally, man. Um, those, things, those things are physically taxing. Mm-hmm. They're not mentally taxing. You know? Like to get your kids to poo in the right place that 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 takes a lot of running around a lot of cleaning up a lot of like shouting and screaming um but that's that's physically taxing like I, we went through that with one of them we're going through it with, a, with, a, with the next one now and he's proving harder than his brother but uh it does it just it's physically hard and staying up at night you know all these things that you associate with being a parent that's all difficult but that stuff is like just physically taxing but what I was talking about is having this emotional connection with the, with the child. If that is not there, that's very difficult to understand. Like it's very difficult to accept, mm-hmm. and you have to <clears throat> try really hard to accept your 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 child. It's hard to sometimes want them to be better, especially when they get a bit, bit older, like in their yeah. their five and six and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Going back to the comments, uh, Judy says four. I thought high school. <laughs> Uh, Khan saying easy going bro as always um, Judy says also uh, go easy it'll come it'll uh, it came for you uh, it will come easy uh, Mike says we always want our kids to be better than us it's weird disciplining uh, the it's weird disciplining the you out of the kid out of your kid yeah actually that's a good way to put it that's a, lot a great of times you don't even see that you don't even realize it until until you've like shouted at the kid and you're like wait that's how that's what i do you know what i mean yeah 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 i can't imagine because i've done so much shit in my life like uh when kiddo grows up a little uh a little more and and he's if if he starts like you know being cheeky and stuff i'm like i know every single move i know every single trick <laughs> in the book i've skipped every single school I wrote the damn book. <laughs> I, i've 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 put the pillows under the mattress and under the the sheets and i've jumped out the window i've done all the tricks uh, so I don't I don't know what he's gonna have up his sleeve. It's probably to do with technology, right? Probably some like VR or hologram thing that I'm like gonna be like, oh, he's he's in his room. I checked, and it's gonna be some <laughs> technology thing that I have no idea about. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, it's 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 been a it's been a crazy ride. Um, but you found uh, a bunch of time to make uh, to make a film. Yeah, well, films. I get that's because you can say that's my job. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've been making films uh, since I started working because it's, it is my job to do that. Uh, part part of my job to do that. No, but I mean like the, the independent stuff, independently. Sorry? Uh, you, you, uh, to to make it independently. Well, yeah, well, um, my last film, End of the Road, uh, it was and it wasn't independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it wasn't independent in the sense that I it's my film I made it uh, my idea from the start etc etc I wrote it um, but it was also my job that gave me the break to make it so the company that I work for uh, they they have a program where they support local filmmakers people submit uh, their scripts and then they get picked to do the they get picked for the program after deliberation from uh, international like uh, judges or whatever jury so you know, my, my idea got picked. I, I submitted it as an independent. It got picked. 
Um, so it was, I was still working with the people that I work with every day, but I was directing a film now. And they gave me time off my actual work to do it. Um, so yeah, that's why <clears throat> it was semi-independent, um, which is cool. I mean, it's, it's the first short film I'm making in a while because mm -hmm. I've been making doc documentaries and other stuff since. But it's the first short film that I make. It was a, it, it took a while to get off the ground. I had I was sitting on the script for a, a year or two, and um, I finally got encouraged by a colleague to just submit it, and I did, and it got picked. So that was great. Um, End of the Road was a very very hard film to make. A lot of people don't know this, but it was made over two sh uh, two shooting periods because of um, issues with permits. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to get a permit to shoot in a, as a like a mobile, like you know, um, a car driving, um, driving shots, closing down roads. That's uh, very hard to get for those um, for those that are just listening to the to the episode. Uh, the the video is actually playing a bunch of behind the scenes and and some clips from uh, from end of end of the road right now. Yeah, so you you can see in the behind the scenes a bunch of. All, all the moving aspects of the film. Yeah, so there's a lot of moving. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that we didn't do <clears throat> on the film, right? Uh, a lot of sh um, ideas and, and shots that I had initially written that we couldn't do, obviously, because um, we had some technical restraints and we had some issues with permits. Some locations we didn't get, we had to do with... Uh, we had an art team that had to make make an entire mosque interior in the downstairs area of our workplace um, in a day because we didn't get the permit. We were supposed to shoot the next day. We didn't get the permit. They did it in a day. <clears throat> so that was cool. Um, a lot of the moving shots in the car from the interior were shot on a green screen. Uh, and we had to get the plates put in later on. We had to go out and we had to go out and film out the out a car window so that, out of a van window sorry so that we can then uh impose that on the blue screen that we filmed and i'm looking at it now uh, that's a nice poster done by a guy called world of hazem he's a great artist um great um visual artist um the actor who you see the guy driving the the, the cab actually won the best performance award at the film festival at the local film festival here which is awesome um, yeah, man, I can go on about this film. There's a lot of lot of things. Like, I mean, what do you want to know? You tell me. Does anybody have any questions? We can talk about it. Uh, well, my, Mike's asking where we can get the film, and that kind of uh, uh, sets up uh, the, my my next couple of questions. Um, so, if you if you just want to answer, Mike, where where he can get the film? Mike, uh, unfortunately, at the moment, uh, the film is not available to the public because it finished. Uh, it was pre it premiered in in December 2019, uh, and then it was supposed to go out and do the festival run, which is now. But as you know, the situation, uh, the pandemic, there there are no festivals. So the the film in itself was supposed to do the festival run, uh, supposed to go to a, a bunch of festivals in Europe and in North America, and in, and and in the region as well. So uh, it's kind of on hold until those festivals postpone and resume and then we can then after does this festival run um it will be made public so hopefully maybe around i mean the plan was to make it public at the end of this year after did the festival stuff but unfortunately 
doesn't look like it now. Maybe next year. Maybe 2021. For the time being, you can watch that on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, the the kind of behind the scenes uh, wrap up thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Mike also says I love film, and a good uh, friend is the head of the film society in my hometown. Uh, and Roxanne says yes. Don't think about it. Just do it. Um, yeah. So I want to ask you, what does it feel like having spent two years to make something? Uh, through through all the permits, all the craziness um, that, that you had to go through to get it done, all the post production, which I remember was was pretty hefty for you, uh, and then and then have to sit sit on it again and just wait for for it to be the right time to be, for it to be released. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a hard process um, from the writing stage to the the development and then the the production phase and then the the post so um yeah it, it's it's hard to explain uh because when when you get going like when you're on a production you get going when your foot's on the pedal and you're you're moving at 100 miles an hour and then suddenly everything has to stop because of permit permit issues uh, and it kills, it just kills your mood. Like I, it completely killed my, I was like, okay, we just needed like four more days of filming. Yeah. Right. And we were done. Uh, but the news came in on the last day of filming of that first phase of filming. We call it first, the first phase now, but the news came in that we didn't get the permits for the other locations on that day. So we, we were under the impression that we were going to continue the next day. But we got the news on the day that no permits, you can't shoot tomorrow or the rest of the film. And it was it was a very awkward time because it was uh, it was like the winter winter break. I think it was a winter break. So people were like traveling and going and doing stuff. No, sorry, 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 sorry. It was a springtime. Mm-hmm. It was springtime. So it was getting hot. Okay. that's that, that was what happened. It was getting hot. And it was springtime. So... If we didn't finish the film, it had to be. It's gonna have to be pushed back until winter, until the weather is better, so we can film again. Um, so we, we it got postponed. Uh, I remember just feeling like shit uh, and and being and being very resentful because you just can't. I mean, I regret feeling I regret feeling resentful now because I kind of I placed the blame on other people, and you know, and which is how it happens. Like emotions run high, but. Uh, I was very resentful. I was very pissed off about it. I didn't resume filming until October or November of that year, 2019. So it killed the mood for me. But uh, I had to re-energize myself to do this again. Yeah. It, it was tough to get back into that swing of things again because you just like you have half a film and you're like, oh, you know, this sucks, and you get this, this, you get this like this dread like oh it's never gonna finish i've been working on this film for two years it's not gonna finish and then it finally does finish <laughs> and it's just a massive ma- massive like uh feeling of catharsis like i've done it you know finally the post wasn't bad the post was good i worked with a great editor i work with an editor that i work with as a colleague and he edited my film and he does he did a great job uh as he always does he also edit he edited my last feature documentary that I made in 2016, 2017, um, called Dari Um So I I was very comfortable working with him on this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was just a bummer now, man. The whole thing with the pandemic and my film couldn't go anywhere. 
it was it was hard it was hard to swallow but it's not just that you're losing everything else so yeah you know everything the whole the whole world is 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 is, is different now it's changed so I wasn't, do you, I wasn't do that you upset. think it it'll ever get back to like are you going to be at a at a on a festival circuit shaking hands sitting in in like a cinema setting screening the film do you think that's that's uh, in the near future or who who knows man who knows I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna every day we're hearing different things and new things are happening and the who keeps coming out with new I don't know discoveries and we just don't know what's happening <laughs> like, is yeah. it gonna end I don't know it's I mean it's 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 dying out now at least it looks like it's dying out in this region um, but I don't know how the the global impact of this is gonna be go moving forward for things like movie festivals and and the cinema industry. Because how can you, you know, filming is notoriously known for having large groups of people in a very small space at times. Um, and you have hundreds of extras and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's ever going to go back to the way it was. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's a that's a question that we have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, Khaled Tamim is uh, asking you, who are your filmmaking influences? Uh, filmmaking influences. Wes Anderson. I love him. I love his style. Um, uh, but, 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 but it's hard. It's, it's hard. Oh, it's, it's hard, man. Because it's the difference between people that are... Because I like a lot of filmmakers. Mm-hmm. But do they influence me? is a different question. You know? Wes Anderson influences me. I feel like I can... I have some frames in my films that are Wes Anderson frames. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, term, as far as influence goes... Uh, maybe Tim Burton sort of a darkish themes um, yeah man I can't I can't tell you who else influences me I can't I can't come up with that you know apart from those two maybe uh, maybe, maybe another two that you just like uh, very very much but might not have seeped into your work uh, well if people who know me know I'm a huge fan of uh, Lord of the Rings So I'm a huge fan of Peter Jackson. Uh, I mean, I would love to make huge epics like he does, um, you know, given the chance. Um, I'm sure an influence would be would come from him there. But he is a filmmaker that I love, and I love a lot of his films. I know he's not doing much right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely him. And then uh, who else? Uh, Nolan's, Nolan's a, I have a, a love-hate with him because I don't like his newer things but I like the Batman trilogy and some of the stuff before that um, yeah man yeah. that's um, hopefully that answers your question Khalid um, yeah. I'm just jumping back into Sorry, the comments Khalid. Judy's saying haven't seen Joy lately is she okay uh, yes she's been with family from Mikey I, I, I got a message from Joy she's good she's just busy with family stuff um Uh, Roxanne's asking, "Why don't you need a permit uh, for film in Dubai? You do. You still n- need a need a permit for everything in Dubai, just uh, just like Doha. Um, Ahmed is not in uh, Dubai. He's in Doha, Qatar. Uh, it's very close, um, but uh, but it's a different country altogether. Uh, but he, we we need permits to film anything anywhere in, in the Middle East. Uh, yeah, man, this, this, this region is notoriously known for the the just the the huge red tape on everything, and you have to go through." hoop after hoop after hoop to get things done 
unfortunately yeah. at least when it when it when it comes to filming and getting the the access to film in certain locations and in certain times and stuff like that yeah for sure uh mike's asking stanley kubrick i love kubrick who doesn't love kubrick <laughs> you know I, I just recently did i just recently did a, a video essay on uh, 2001 and space odyssey mm-hmm. uh it's on if you go on my instagram you go to my tagged uh things you'll see it i did it for work so i mean i love kubrick is he an influence i don't know i don't have those really long drawn out scenes you know like, i don't i don't feel like i have that but i love the guy i love his work of course clockwork orange all that stuff is, is great mike's also asking roman polanski that's a old one <laughs> no not 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 so much no not so much all right uh Hans saying uh bro how can you not like inception I uh, I do like in Inception. Um, I just didn't. I just thought it was uh, Nolan, like um, like smelling his own farts. You know <laughs> what? The, that's a that's like, a good way to put it. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of he's so full of himself that it, that film shows it. The way that he, the way that everything is um, like like convoluted and confusing just for the sake of you know it being convoluted and confusing you know what i mean and it just feels like him uh blowing smoke up his own ass mm. it's a good film i don't like uh, Leonardo dicaprio <laughs> i i do so i i don't know uh, one of my favorite films of all time is his and his and one of my favorite films of all time what's one of your uh, favorite films of all time catch me if you can Oh, that's a that's a cool film. Yeah, he does a good job there. Tom Hanks yeah. and uh, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, 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 that's good. That's that's like a yeah, yeah. just a beast of a film. Yeah. Um, Khalid's asking, which I actor would, uh, would you like to play in one of your movies one day? Which actor? Yeah, would you like to to have in your in one to of direct. your movies? Yeah. Tilda Swinton. I think she's great. Uh, I think she's so versatile. Mm-hmm. She's played such a uh, v- like a varied uh, catalog of uh, characters and personalities. I-, I just think she's she's awesome. She's amazing. <laughs> uh, for those of you who want to know what she's been in, she's been in uh, she's been in a lot of things. She's been in this uh, recently. She made a film on Netflix called uh, Okja. Mm-hmm. She was in Snowpiercer, the film. Uh, she was in. Uh, um, just a bunch of off the top of my head that's only the two I can remember now but he's been a bunch of things she's she's awesome I'm trying to find a uh, a photo of she's of a very she's a skinny British woman <laughs> you'll know her when you see her she's awesome okay uh, Han, Han is sending you a Ron Burgundy confused face uh, about uh, about the, your your take on Inception <laughs> Some no, some Nolan fans just are just a bit too over the top. Is it like Tool fans? Maybe, yeah, yeah, true. You know who was really like that? It was like a big Nolan like fanboy, hmm. um, guy who's uh, Stephen Gadenzi. Oh, he's still around. I still see Stephen Gadenzi. Yeah, he's still a, he is he still a Nolan fanboy. He's I don't know. I, I haven't uh, I haven't had that conversation with him. But he's he's in the <laughs> industry. I mean, he's in the what? 
He's in the industry. He's still uh, freelancers as a videographer. Oh, cool. Who, who else are you in touch with from back in the day? Actually, I was about to ask. Uh, all the, mostly the same, the same crew. Still the same crew here. Um, some people changed, but uh, but the, the same. In, I mean, the industry is still around. The Raz and, yeah. and those guys are still around. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Sahar saying uh, my favorite movie last year was Parasite. I haven't seen a movie like that in a while. I haven't seen that yet. He uh, uh, Parasite was awesome. It's by the it's Korean as Korean director, the same guy who directed Snowpiercer. Uh, it won. It won. It won the Oscar for. It was the first ever uh, best Oscar winner for a foreign film. It didn't. It won for best foreign film and it won best film. It's okay. awesome. You should watch. It. I, I know. I know of the. I know of the splash it made, but I just haven't seen the film yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Khan uh, saying I just like My good problem. filmmaking. Uh, Ron Howard from Happy Days uh, made more outside of acting from Mike. Um, Saha saying Quentin Tarantino uh, or asking yeah. Quentin Tarantino I have a uh, well you have a weird relationship know, with Tarantino I, I as well a lot of people like him I'm not huge I'm not a huge fan I like some of his films not a huge fan I liked um, The Hateful Eight The, the hate, uh, Hateful Eight yeah the one he made the, the, the one in the in the in the haberdashery in the what? <laughs> the haberdashery uh you you uh I, I i don't know why this reminded me of it but uh we we had a, a full video once from from the old school days from that guy and had uh, where you were trying to explain how to say worcestershire sauce worcestershire sauce what is that sauce called worcestershire sauce worcestershire sauce i still can't say it I, that that might not even be the right way of saying it i don't know we had a video about that and a video about uh, discombobulated where our friend uh, couldn't say that word and we made a five minute video about him not being able to say that word discombobulated who, who was that guy? Uh, Amr Amr Hashisho yes 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 <laughs> he couldn't, he say, couldn't say discombobulated yeah Tina couldn't say uh, abominable yeah, we, we can go on forever. We've made a, a, a bunch of different <laughs> things, uh, a bunch of random ass videos. Um, but dude, I uh, I'm, I'm super stoked on everything you're doing, man. Like the, seeing the journey from like making stupid ass uh, videos online to uh, to the films you're making, documentaries you're making. Um, I wish you were uh, doing more music and more online stuff, um, but you you do have something planned for online. Uh, which you didn't send me a uh, a show reel of, but you have a show called Full Super uh, that that you're working on, that you piloted, but you're you're still working on it. Um, yeah. Give 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 the tribe a, a little breakdown of Full Super because I know a lot of these guys are into comics, are into anime, are into all that stuff. That, that yeah. I think they'll dig the show. Uh, Full Super was is a a live variety show uh very geeky a lot of geeky subcultures is is discussed and and it is the general theme of it comic books movies um video games uh you name it like we had we had the, the pilot that we made we made in august of last year and it was an it was about 45 minutes long 
uh, and it was very loosely based on another show called The Mothership that I used to watch back a couple of years ago, which is cancelled now. Um, it, it went live. It's the whole point of it is live, and there's lots of audience interaction, and people can ask questions, and um, and it's basically it was split into uh, a game show, a talk show, uh, a few segments, one on video games, and one more of an educational one, and it was just an, just a way to to get the group group of people that I had with me to kind of get creative and create something together on the internet. Uh, and, and call it a web series or a, or a web show. Uh, the plan for it is to go, um, is to try and make it into a, a, a you know, uh, an entire run, like a, a six episode, seven episode, season one kind of thing. Uh, but these things take take money and time, and two of which right now I don't have. So I'm hoping uh, that I can sell off the idea sell off the rights to the idea or 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 get sponsors to make the idea mm-hmm. uh, and then create it and when i have that sort of support um cuz i really think and i don't know if you want to link it down in your uh, in your description later or something but um people can have a look i mean it's 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 hard are, to it's, it, are we allowed to link me, the pilot yeah yeah link that that's my thing okay i'll link the pilot yeah 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 it's my thing so uh it's hard to explain uh to people like people ask me like okay give us the elevator pitch it doesn't have one it's, it's hard to explain you have to watch it that's why when i was trying to make it people are like i'd sit there for 15 minutes explaining what it is and people would be like what and i'm like dude just help me make it you'll see what it is when it's finished and like okay fine and uh yeah i got a great team of people everyone worked pro bono it was amazing we had like a team of about 25, 30 people uh, cramped into a, a, a studio, um, a filming studio over here, uh, up north here in Lucille. And uh, we did it, man. It was it was awesome. It felt like being in a, a in like a TV gallery next door, directing people through a microphone, uh, through, a, through a radio and stuff. And in, awesome. in their earpieces and stuff. Yeah, and they're eaters, yeah. And uh, 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 Ahmed Abbas sat down with Seth, who was on your show. Yeah, right. He he he's one of the hosts. Yeah, he was one of the hosts. So yeah, familiar face there for your your viewers, Yanni. I'll uh, I'll, yeah, link it, I'll link it in the description for sure. Um, because we had uh, we we de- definitely geeked out on on his episode uh, about about a bunch of different things, and he has that energy. I feel like uh, if you guys are into that. Um, that world of stuff I, I you, you got to check out the pilot for sure and um yeah so so the plan is to get sponsors and, and get that off the ground as well and that's yeah another avenue of, of like creative outlet for you yeah i mean and and that that was a passion project that really was because i we did that purely off the sweat of our backs like we had no financial support we had no support from any like uh, official entity or anything we just kind of a group of people who I wrestled up together uh, in a few months uh, managed to get this done I wrote it uh, we you know we, we decked out the studio made it look as geeky as possible we found everyone guests on the show people to host uh, it was awesome Deeb my my, my nephew Deeb uh, who you know very well uh, was the wizard who made that all happen like we had three cameras, seven microphones. Uh, we had them all 
led from one room to the, from from the studio to the gallery room. We had like four monitors, and he was the only guy who knew what the fuck he was doing in that room. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like sitting there, like, "How are you doing this, man?" And he's just like, "He's like, you know, you know, when you have like an octopus with eight like hands pressing yeah. stuff." That's what he was doing. It's like, "How are you doing this, man?" The guy's a genius, and he made it work. He made he made it come to reality, technically speaking. So yeah, uh, yeah it was a cool operation. I, I actually hit up uh, before doing this show. I, I I hit him up because I wanted to. I know he's he's a streaming wizard. He knows about live broadcasts and stuff. And I hit him yeah. up about this uh, this podcast right now. He's the one who kind of gave me uh, the the first couple of uh, guiding sentences before I started this. Yeah. No, he's a whiz, man. He he he's uh, he he he. Not only does he do it for for that for full super. He does it for a bunch of stuff here, like official like streaming channels here in Doha, and he does it for them. Yeah, yeah, that's su- super cool. I'm very stoked to see that take off, um, as as well as uh, as uh, see uh, end of the road and and everything else, because I think that um, put that's like the where the worlds collide for me. I I feel like uh, I I love doing stuff uh online uh, take everything i've done with film take everything i've done with audio and and still be able to manage to do stuff uh online and and like have that weird creative outlet and i think full super would would have that it'll it'll be one of those things it, it dude it totally felt like something we would have worked on together had you been around yeah it felt like it felt like one of those it was like a bunch of it was like a group of friends just just trying to make th- things work which is what we which is what we did most of the time right with our yeah, stuff exactly. that we did back in the day so exactly. it kind of it, it brought back that kind of energy to to uh you know to what i was doing which was cool. yeah i have uh, i have one last question for you bro and um thank you so much for sticking around it's it's been two hours uh you know how uh, how hard it is to cash two hours in uh, <laughs> at this point in time especially with the quarantine and everything that's happening um yeah but um this this is kind of a question I ask everyone that's been on and now that we've been through the massive journey from like middle school starting a meeting at a uh, at an organized fight <laughs> all the way to uh to going through uh, the scene the music making vlogs making videos online all that stuff if you were to go back in time uh, and tell a little 13 year old Ahmed before he he embarks on this journey before we start this massive thing one thing you've learned from the journey if you were to go back in time and give ahmed some advice what would you say to to 13 year old yourself oh my god uh i was i think i would just say like everything's gonna be fine man don't worry about it don't don't stress too much things will things are gonna work out just keep just keep just keep trucking roll with the punches <laughs> that was a that was a reference to what that guy had <laughs> yeah that guy in head reference uh yeah man that's pretty much it just just keep going you know don't give up keep keep trying that's a very weird conversation to have with a 13 year old imagine you went back in time and saw your like your little prepubescent like 13 year old self <laughs> hey there just don't give up <laughs> but like you your 13 year old self would just be like what the fuck who the fuck was that guy what the fuck does he want? <laughs> and and we were we were so anti-authoritarian anyway we were just been like yeah, oh yeah, yeah well i give up right now <laughs> kick, kick him in the nuts you know what i mean 
Khaled saying, uh, Khaled Tamimi saying, don't go to that fight is what you should have said. But well, then I wouldn't be here. I'll, I'll do a, I'll do an Avengers uh, disappear. Like if that happened, I'll disappear. Like suddenly, you just you start know? disintegrating into disintegrate, out, yeah. out, of, out of this uh, realm of time. Yeah. Because I wouldn't <laughs> be here. I, we, 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 you know, know, know that guy in head. No, uh, no, uh, none of those stories we had. That's Maybe gone. not even no film because we started making videos back in Doha when it was just for for random shits and giggles. Yeah, because we were bored. I want to ask you a question uh, before you wrap it up. Hit me. Do you remember Bob? I do. I do. Do you really want to bring up Bob on on, <laughs> in, on the podcast right now? Uh, uh, have you have you have you have you brought him up before? Has he been brought no, up before? No, I've never brought Bob up before. Um, I think your 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 viewers this deserve uh, to know about Bob. <laughs> okay, I think it's, the time is now. Okay, okay. So I I, I forget about Bob. I don't remember. Uh, I, he's not in the forefront of my my mind when I go through the <laughs> the the timeline. Um, so Bob was this. Uh, disgusting science experiment uh it was i don't know uh, I, I, we had a friend called hassan Alami. shout out to hassan he listens to the podcast he doesn't tune into the live ones um yeah he can't hear you putting your peace signs up he listens to the podcast peace <laughs> and we thought you know Not what would be funny it was it was like a gel you know those like hair gel jars uh it was a hair gel jar um, the, 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 there was some like perfume in there as well. Yeah, yeah. So, there, so there was some things that were like nor- acceptable. There was I mean? any, any anything that sm- had a scent to it. We would just yeah, yeah. throw it in there, throw a bit of it in there, spray a bit of it in there, whatever it was. And then um, that happened uh, one day. And then we were like, you know, what would be funny is if if we get someone to to sniff it and see if they they could tell what's in there. That was the primary joke. Is that can you tell what's in the in Bob? We called it Bob for no reason. And uh, and then we we put it on the. I didn't have a balcony. We used to jump out of the window onto the roof of a garage. Um, so we we jumped out of the window onto this roof of a garage, and uh, and put that Bob there. So when everyone came, we could see if anyone can guess. But we forgot it outside in the summer in a desert country. Um, and then months later, someone said, "Hey, what's that random, random little jar that you have there?" We brought it back in, and we're like, "Oh, it was an experiment. You were supposed to guess what the smell is." And they opened it, and goddamn, that smell that came out of that thing was horrific. <laughs> it became so, it became a, a ritual. Yeah, if if you were part of the group, you had to you had to you had to sniff Bob. Yeah. You had to take a sniff out of Bob, and it, and like there was a, there was a stipulation in there as well, like about puking. If yeah, I remember it, yeah. There were rules. We had we were we're not barbarians. We we had rules. If you you yeah, you, exactly. you get a you get a you get a you get a one pass. If you uh, if you if you barf from that one pass, you're disqualified. If you do it twice, you, we had like a ranking system and everything. <laughs> Crazy. We were organized. See, this is how bored we were in, in growing up in, in Doha, Qatar, of all the places. Like, 
Do you remember? Bad smelling uh, comes have, and see if you. Poop. I actually have uh, foot, like visual proof that Coco threw up. Yeah, we have fo- we have photos. Up. Yeah, I have that photo. <laughs> it was when digital cameras first became a thing, and we just took photos of everything we did. Yeah, like literally, like the dumbest shit. <laughs> just, just sitting down on a couch, like I have photos of us just sitting on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> That's when we took the 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 the, the one up, up against the wall. Oh uh, yeah, this one. Um, let me let me show it, but mute the yeah. rap song. There we go. That photo. That's that's uh, that's the year we're talking about, basically. Um, Damn. Uh, we should recreate that photo. I still have that jacket. Yeah, that T-shirt will not fit me now. I can I can grow my hair out again, kind of. <laughs> Won't be as full. I have that jacket. It's right there, actually. I can see it up there. I'm sure you can find the death shirt that fits you. If you look I'll, fi- the I'll find the death shirt that fits me and do that like double one long sleeve, one short sleeve on top. Even though it was summer, and I was wearing a beanie because I thought it was cool. <laughs> Someone commented on that picture, and I and I read it. I I was because leading up to this, I wanted to check that picture out. And someone commented, I, I didn't know that uh, Cholo culture was prominent in Doha. And <laughs> it cracked me up. Because <laughs> we look like a, you know, a bunch of Mexicans there. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, we, we, well, we had we had different... Like, the fashion wasn't the thing for, for teenagers like it is now. Like, now with TikTok and all the stuff, well, like, they actually think about the... <laughs> exactly, the, the fashion. Fa- fashion? Fashion? Is that French? It is. It means uh, it means death T-shirt and jeans. Ah. Oh. Khalid Tamim is saying, "Oh my God, it was your version of fucking Farid." Laugh my fucking ass off. Um, yeah, basically, uh, Farid. For uh, for those that don't know, uh, listen to episode twenty-five of the podcast. It's uh, it's Tara's little uh, bread starter. Bread. I don't know what it's called, but she's oh, basically. Sourdough starter. She's growing yeah. a, a a science experiment in our home, and she called it Farid. That stuff's uh, cool. She can make some <laughs> really tasty sourdough. She she does she does, and um, yeah, I uh, I eat it, but I don't get anything else. I, I don't understand anything else that goes on with Farid or or how you feed it and it grows, and I don't know what's going on. You um, have to keep feeding it, otherwise you'll die. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Khalid Tamim is saying, look at Adnan wearing jeans. And Sahar is saying, looks so 90s. I don't think that was 90s. That might have been early 2000s. Early 2000s. Early 2000s. Close enough. Yeah, we were still saying, in the 90s. I'm still in the 90s right now. Yeah, would you have just actually added uh, that picture is the epitome of early 2000s teen. The fashion, the one uh, leg half up against the wall posing, everything. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I still pose up like that up against walls and stuff when I'm like standing up. Yeah, that 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 photo that photo will will forever be uh, in my library. I think it's it's one of those things. We really thought we were gangster cool. Like we thought this is the best thing. Who took that picture? By the way, that was in uh, front of your house here. That that was on the side of my house. Yeah, uh, uh, at yeah. Uh, Al Andalus compound or whatever. Al Andalus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was that I don't Mike? Know who took it? I think Mike. I think it was Mike. I don't remember, man. I don't remember. But uh, lunchbox. It's been it's been a, a, a hell of a journey, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, seriously, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out for for 
this this long with me and having this podcast and, and shooting the shit and going through the journey. And um, I'm super stoked to, uh, you know, we, we don't we don't uh, chat every day, but when we do, I think it kind of links up. Like we're just back to that guy in head. We can make a video right now if we had to, and it'll be yeah. the exact same thing that it was totally. ten years ago. Totally. We've always had this thing where even if we don't chat to each other for like I don't know ten years or whatever. And we just like finally speak after a long time, and we're just like, "Hey man, how's it going?" And you're like, "Hey man," and it's just like as if we were. It we just were hanging goes out back. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll catch up soon. I want to ha- get you back on the podcast when when we can actually uh, have a screening of the film, or or we have a link that uh, could be posted, or or it's in the cinemas, or or anything like that. Like when when something happens, and also when uh, Full Super um, is is up and running as well, because I'd love to have a conversation with you about that when when I could show them what you uh, what you're running uh, on and stuff. The the uh, pilot will definitely be in the description though for those of you that are listening and watching. Cool, man. Yeah, it's a, it was a pleasure to be here. Uh, it was awesome catching up and uh, talking about all that stuff. Yeah, definitely do it again. Sweet, man. And uh, thank you to the tribe. Uh, guys, stick around. Um, I'll see you guys on the Discord uh, server. And uh, stick around because uh, there is maybe or maybe not, probably or probably not an after hours episode tonight. Maybe. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep the mystery there. And um, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll catch you guys soon. Ahmed, thank you once again, my dude. We're gonna No problem, man. Take care. We're gonna hit the outro.